Everyone in the latest GOP debate wanted to talk about America in decline under President Obama last night. Governor Christie of New Jersey insisted the campaign was about how voters feel right now. For the 55-year-old construction worker out in that audience tonight who doesn't have a job, who can't fund his child's education, i got to tell you the truth. They could care less about your careers. They care about theirs. Let's start talking about that on this stage and stop playing and stop playing the games. This very American rhetorical device in politics would have us all believe that the strength of our nation is somehow bound to how we all feel about ourselves. How do you feel about yourself? This pop hit by Haley Steinfeld is a credible reminder of how much our culture measures itself in selfies, emotional selfies, literal selfies, psychological selfies. It's something that makes University of Virginia English professor Mark Edmondson worried about our times. In his new book, Self and Soul, A Defense of Ideals, Edmondson reaches back to classical and religious notions of common ideals that go beyond the self. Where have those ideals gone, he asks. The self is seductive, but can be a dead end. The suspicion of self is that uh, it gets too much into desire, too much into I, me, and mine, and that it traps us in the world of wanting and success and consumption and all that sort of stuff, whereas soul, I think, can deliver us from that kind of world. Do you think that there are opportunities in our contemporary life for soul to exist alongside self, or does self have to be pushed back in some way? I mean, you you listen to the, the news and the din of popular narcissistic culture. It's almost hard to see where soul goes. There's so much self there. You're exactly right. Well, soul I associate with three kinds of pursuits, pursuit of courage, pursuit of wisdom, and the pursuit of compassion. In the book, I talk about people whose lives have been completely given over to these soul ideals. So I talk about Jesus and the Buddha in terms of compassion. I talk about Achilles and Hector in terms of courage. And in terms of thought, I talk about um, Plato and Ralph Waldo uh, Emerson. And I take those people, by and large, to have devoted themselves just about completely to soul values. I think the rest of us can dispose of ourselves a little bit more moderately, and we may embrace some of these ideals, but there's also going to be room for self, if only because we need some protection. How can one be an Emerson in modern life without being a you know, well-to-do New Englander who's got plenty of time on his hands? Well, you're right about Emerson. He was a well-to-do New Englander with time on his hands, but he's also a hard worker. He made a lot of money going around the country lecturing, and he sold those essays for money. But I think anybody who is devoted to following an Emersonian path has got a serious problem in his hands or her hands, got to mark out the time to do the reading and do the work. Um, and that sometimes means working part-time and making ends meet. My son right now, my, my older son, is a bike mechanic for the most part, and he's also a novelist. My younger son teaches music lessons, and he also plays guitar and writes songs. So they're, they're kind of in the self-world and the soul world and trying to make it work. In our politics, we seem to mistrust idealists and prefer pragmatists. Is that a sign that we've abandoned the classics and the classic notions of ideals? I think it is. When you think about John F. Kennedy's great line, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, I think that any politician who said that line now, unless he was quoting Kennedy or something, um, would be dismissed out of hand as somebody who was far too idealistic. But I do think also that our best politicians try to create a society where ideals are possible for the people who live there. It's possible to be compassionate. It's possible to be brave and fight in a just war. 
it's possible to be an intellectual or a scientist and have one's work used in ways that are productive. So I think politics does have a place. Whether anybody in the current political theater is trying to make that place for ideals, I think an open question. What would Achilles say about the sacrifices of Iraq and Afghanistan? Um, we call virtually everyone who served in these wars heroes. Uh, yet we have difficulty articulating what the mission was even to this day, including presidents. Um, what would Achilles say? I think what Achilles would say is that any man or woman who goes into battle um, and is willing to risk his life or hers and is trying to be the best soldier that he can be or she can be is a hero. Now, Hector, on the other hand, I think would say it only really counts as heroism if the war is just or if you can explain it to yourself as being a just war. And then you risk your life in behalf of your country because you know that that kind of risk is worthwhile. So two different um, ideals come out of uh, the Iliad, Hector and Achilles. In the current discussion of race in America right now, in the wake of what's happened in Ferguson and other places, um, many very profound, mostly African-American writers have uh, described America as a place devoid of ideals and that the quicker that's recognized, the more we'll come to a shared experience about race. And uh, some writers have said uh, uh, ideals have actually been used to oppress uh, African-Americans. The American dream idea, the we are free idea is actually a a lie that conceals so much uh, crime afflicted on on such people. Um, does America have to get past its mythology of ideals to get to the real ideals that democracy and uh, the framers maybe had in mind back in 1776? Yeah, I, I've been very impressed at the, the way African-Americans have talked about these, um, particularly somebody like Cornel West, who is, seems to me less interested in um, the changing of laws and the modification of standards, though he is interested in that. Um, but who's very interested in, you know, Christian love and reconciliation and uh, and the acceptance of one person by another. Even when Cornel West is in a terrible fight with somebody, he always calls them brother or sister. And he has that sense of Christian unity and, and wholeness, which although I'm not a Christian, I don't believe in a transcendent God, uh, I do respect a great deal. And after these horrifying events, many African-Americans step forward and they're not always talking about changing the laws. They're talking about changing hearts. And changing hearts is in tune with the America that, you know, embraced immigration, that thinks of us all as equals, and thinks of us also as engaged in this enormous and very compelling experiment, which is the experiment of creating the world's first really functioning multiracial democracy. And if we can do that, you know, I think it's going to have to be done by love and care rather than exclusively by laws. And I think that's what a lot of the black uh, thinkers and writers are getting at. Are you an idealist? Sure. I am. Um, I mean, the thing that is, I guess, most important or a most important thing in my life is uh, using what education I've had. And I've had a very good, been fortunate enough to have a terrific education with spectacularly good teachers. And now I teach at the University of Virginia, a wonderful place. Uh, but I want to use what I've learned there to help other people move in the direction of what I at least perceive to be truth. Um, not to say I don't have a side of self. You know, I have uh, I have two sons. I have a family. I have a house to pay the mortgage on. And uh, as of Today, I have a, uh, a Volvo uh, with 100,000 miles on it and a badly leaking oil system. So I live in self, too. You know? <laughs> but I, I try to get that soul thing going when I can. Good luck with the Volvo. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Still under warranty. Oh, that's, that's good to know. Uh, Mark yep. Edmondson, thanks so much. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Mark Edmondson is University of Virginia professor of English and author of Self and Soul, A Defense of Ideals. This is Ira Flato, host of Science Friday. For over 30 years, the Science Friday team has been reporting high-quality science and technology news, making science fun for curious people by covering everything from the outer reaches of space to the rapidly changing world of AI to the tiniest microbes in our bodies. Audiences trust our show because they know we're driven by a mission to inform and serve listeners first and foremost with important news they won't get anywhere else. And our sponsors benefit from that halo effect. For more information on becoming a sponsor, visit sponsorship.wnyc.org.